You may want to buy a home. You may want to sell your home. But no matter what, you have questions. How much are closing costs? What's a WDO? Can I talk to the appraiser? How long does Who it pays for a realtor? Do I need a pre-approval before file we start the home? Win mitigation How do I pick a realtor? Your questions have answers. This is the Talking All Things Real Estate Podcast with your host, Dora, the Real Estate Explorer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to my show, Dora the Real Estate Explorer, talking all things real estate. And I am so excited today to have in the house my friend and general contractor, Bruce Cole. You brought his own crowd, too. (laughs) He is my go-to when I have all important questions uh, regarding home building. He is a custom home builder in the Central Florida area and has been a general contractor since 1987. Uh, He's run huge crews. He's done the work himself. He's a certified home inspector. And I brought him in today because, as I've been talking on previous podcasts, how difficult it is, uh, even for some of my own buyers, to actually win multiple offers. So what's happening is, in, in order to avoid a multiple offer situation and probably overpay for a house, which is what you have to do to win an offer, is leaning towards going new construction. And in Central Florida, we do have lots of new home communities, but they tend to be on the outskirts of where people want to live sometimes. But still, that is a great option for them. So I brought Bruce in today. Welcome, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I wanted uh, to ask you some some questions. If a buyer is going to a new home community, MI Homes or Lennar, or even working um, with someone like you who is going to build them a custom home, there's, there's questions that I get all the time. But as a builder for many years, what is your take on what's happening in the market right now? Well, the market's still recovering from the recession from 2006. Um, the Orlando market has not produced the number of homes historically in the last 10 years that we did prior to that time. So we're still catching up. Interesting. Not only for the housing, but for the lot inventory, banks are still giving the developers a hard time on financing lots. So there's a lot squeeze compounded by the lack of building for the last 10 years. We've done a good job in the last five years or so catching back up with our annual production, but still haven't exceeded the the need and the demand for housing well and because right now even compared to january of 2020 where we had about a four-month supply of homes right now january of 2021 we're at about a two-month supply so we're half of what we were a year ago which wasn't even good then And what we've seen since COVID is we have a lot of -of out-of-state buyers that are moving in, wanting to be in a sunny location where the rules are a little bit looser and they can get outside, which is great, but it's making it even more difficult for people who already live here and are trying to find a home. So why, I mean, has, because of COVID, is that really the reason why building supplies have gotten so expensive? The reasons are multiple. You've got COVID, which has impacted production lines. Okay. Um, appliances, especially. I'll order my appliances six months in advance. 
And where are they coming them. from? Are they being made out of the country? Most are made China? out of the country. We okay. Have, we have shipped most of our manufacturing out of this country. Okay. Lumber prices are astronomical. They, they've doubled in the last year, haven't they? Yeah, I've got the lumber report from Random Lengths here. Uh, a year ago, the key indicator composite index for number two um, pine was running at 370. It's 1166 right now. So two and a half times ish certain certain numbers wow. are up way and, and it is difficult for the supply chain to keep up with it so but let me ask you this question bruce because that's pretty that's a pretty big move in a short period of time it's more than double you sign somebody that you say okay you're going to build a custom house for somebody you you sign them a year ago january by the time everything got going that lumber price has gone up significantly so does that change is it really put the screws to the builder or is the buyer going to have to eat that cost most of the builders eat it Okay. There are some contracts have in there a price escalator for something of this severe nature to share it or to pass it along, but most builders take take that. Interesting. So another question I get all the time is, if if I put a buyer in a in a new home, they they there's such a sense of security that they feel well it's brand new I don't need to really pay for an inspection. And my answer to them is. You should always get an inspection, whether it is brand new construction or not. What is your take on that? My take is for peace of mind, get, get the inspection. Hire a licensed, qualified, and insured inspector. Sure. And most of the inspections, look, houses are built by people. Lots of people, lots of parts. There's a lot of things that are put together in the field, not under a factory setting. It's not ideal conditions. And the people that are building the houses are human. They make mistakes. They miss things. The home inspector comes in after the fact and checks to make sure that things were put together and not missed. Most of the time, major things are not an issue. It's the minor it's the cosmetic. Minor. Well, we just had a, a situation, Bruce and I, where I had called you in on one of my properties. Uh, I was sitting at an inspection, two-story home. I was downstairs, the inspector was upstairs flushing the toilets, you know, running the water, and I heard a rather, I mean, a louder noise coming down the pipe than what I would consider normal. And sure enough, uh, construction debris was in those pipes, and thank God you were there with me, uh, because as that water cleared out, it uh, overflowed the downstairs toilet, but at least we knew, had had the buyer not done an inspection and had we not heard that sound a plumbing repair could not have been done and they would have moved in and and started washing clothes and flushing toilets and they would have had a flood probably the first week or two that they moved in so it's possible they could have had it it's possible that it wouldn't have shown up quite as drastic that's the that's the purpose of the home inspection right to check for any defects that are, are latent that aren't obvious to the buyer. Every time I've, I've gone through a, a new home inspection, as you said, usually it's not major. It's 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 minor things. It's um, but you know the AC is not working properly, but it's a minor repair. Mm -hmm. Certain things like that. Um, what renovations, in your opinion, do you feel if if someone said I'm not gonna I'm not I'm I'm not gonna move. I'm just, I want to renovate my home. What renovations do you feel give them the most bang for their buck? I'm not sure that that's changed much over the years. Where do you live the most in your house? It's the kitchen. It's the master suite. 
the the newer things are bringing the outdoors in so if you can have a living area outside that you can share with the inside when the weather is nice, that has become a very popular thing to. So improve. what do you mean, like adding a screen patio if or you, a screen patio, the summer kitchen idea? Okay. Uh, any outdoor activity that you can incorporate into your living section of the home on a regular basis, like cornhole in the living room in front of the well, TV. You might want to <laughs> go that far. Don't want to spill your beer on the on the rug. Uh. But looking at your um, improvements on your house, you want to understand what your limitations are. What can you afford? How long are you going to be in the house? So you want to make sure that your budget's real. I'm not a fan of the, a lot of the TV shows, budgets. That's where a lot of people get their the ideas. DIY, yeah. Not are you kidding me? They, right. can, they can flip that house in a day. Exactly. I see it. Exactly. <laughs> and um, make a ton of money every time. Uh, uh, Always. They always make money. They're always on the upside. Um, but you want to be realistic with your budgets. You want to make sure, especially if you're staying in the house for a long time, I'm an advocate of using quality materials. It makes a major difference to the eye. I can walk into any house, and I can tell you if it was professionally done or if it was done by the homeowner. Right, right. And it's pretty obvious when even as agents we're walking through as well. So the trends that I've noticed over the last couple of years are things like, uh, of course, everybody wants white cabinets. So some people are painting those cabinets as opposed to replacing quartz versus granite seems to be a huge trend right now. The well, vinyl flooring. The vinyl flooring's hot because people have pets. And the vinyl floors are being advertised as more or less indestructible. Because it doesn't scratch. The higher quality ones do not scratch. They're, okay. they're, they're pretty water resistant, if not waterproof. Okay. So they, they fit a lot of people's needs. Is laminate flooring kind of on its way out, you think? Laminate flooring is more of a, a generic term, just like the engineered flooring was when it first came out. Okay. So all these floors are engineered. So a laminate floor is kind of a generic term for the process of how the flooring was made. And then how you're installing it, you have floating floors that aren't attached to anything and you've got the floors that are actually glued to the substrate. Which is better? Is there one that's better than the other? They're just different manufacturers. Okay, okay. You're missing out a big feature too. I'm hearing the bidet is making a big comeback <laughs> with the blow dry feature. That's huge. Well. The, the big thing, honestly, is not the bidet itself. It's the toilet lid with the accessories on the lid. So you're, you're not changing out your, your water closet. You're changing the lid assembly. I've seen them where they have lights on them they or they everything. light up when you go. Yeah, and, and warm I like it. that. <laughs> and they I'm, warm it. The, the music selection. I mean, you've got <laughs> So you don't to have Z. to buy a new toilet, just a new lid. It's a new lid. That, and how much would that cost me? Uh, honestly, have not priced the newer ones, but they're hundreds of dollars. Your challenge is you have to have an electrical outlet brought to that location for them to operate properly. Okay, so you don't have to change a water supply. You, not normally. You just an electric supply. Yeah, it's running an extension cord in don't there. Don't get any right. ideas, yeah, no Lee Seiler. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of some of the trends, what are you, what are you seeing as far as the eco-trends? The eco-trends, uh, if you can afford to put them in your house in new construction, it's becoming pretty standard. The energy calculations, the energy model energy code for this state has been increasing every three years. That's our, that's our um, code cycle. It's gotten more stringent every time it's passed. 
So if I take a house from, let's go back to the 80s, and I don't want to get too technical, but the SEER rating for an air conditioner back in the 80s was an 8. Right. Minimum right now is 14. So it's a much more efficient system that is required Which to is be a put good in thing. the house. It's a good right. thing. Yeah. It costs, it costs more. It saves you money in the long run. Your energy bills are much lower. Okay. The new feature for most of the builders um, is the foam insulation. Versus the blown. Versus blown. Okay. Blown, blown. You're going to get your same values with blown bat or foam. Foam actually technically gives you less R value than the others, but your least expensive is your blown insulation. It's less labor intensive. It also is not as efficient long term as bat or foam. Bat and foam insulation don't change their composite over the life cycle of meaning they don't get compressed and shrink down and they don't change okay so if somebody has blown insulation and they want to improve on that can they put foam on top or that all has to be cleaned out so foam is foam is applied to the roof deck to this to the roof of the house and standard insulation is placed at the ceiling line of the residence so you can only get foam if it's a new new build you can you can foam an old house they have to pull all the old insulation out okay you have to block all your eaves you can't have any air infiltration into the attic so it seals the house and And the foam goes in the drywall too inside the walls you can it's a different type of foam okay um but the, the the advantages of the foam think of a a cooler Back 20 years ago, you got an igloo cooler and you put your ice in it and an hour later it was melted. Now you get the Yeti right. or the other brands that have the same features and your ice lasts a long, long time. Right. That is the difference between standard insulation and the foam insulation. Okay, so the ACs, huh. um, the higher sear, the insulation, what else? I know windows are a huge... Double pane windows have become the norm in the, the energy code. I can't build a house with single pane windows in this state. Right. They don't pass code. Right. Uh, most of my windows, in fact, all of my windows are low E with argon, argon gas filled. Um, the majority are uh, vinyl. That gives you the thermal break between your temperature outside and your temperature inside. That's what the energy code wants. They want a thermal break. Okay. Well, I, I had uh, somebody um, several months ago talking to me about the solar trend. And are you a fan of solar? It has its pros and its cons. Okay. I'm kind of on the fence with it because, yes, it does save you money. It's a great feature to have. You're using a natural source. You're putting more holes in your roof. And when your roof has to be replaced, those panels have to come off. Right, right. I, I tell a buyer, I, we love solar if somebody else paid for it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we love solar. Um, okay. What what should buyers be afraid of when uh, they're inspecting an existing house? So this is something that comes up often on a report where whether it's wood rot or um, a lot of times we see those settlement cracks, those little hairline settlement cracks in a house that sometimes is not even that old, but it was built within the last 10 years and they slap that house up and they put a very thin coat of paint on and now they're seeing some hairline cracks is is that something they should be when should the bait when should they be afraid well that's where your certified home inspector comes into play right he's going to give you some recommendations he's going to point you to a specialist to have that looked at 
Um, your hairline cracks typically are not an issue, structurally speaking, unless you have enormous amount in one small area that's a sign of something going wrong okay your larger cracks foundation um, if a quarter inch or wider okay or if they're displaced the surface by a quarter inch so they're no longer the same level those are those are concerning those need to be looked at i've heard the inspector say before if it follows the brick line like in a straight line it's it's om- it, that's less concerning for them than when it's jagged and and doesn't as, follow a straight line as a rule of thumb if your hairline cracks follow the block work <clears throat> right. you can see that that's not as concerning as if they don't right the ones that don't sometimes will open up and that's where you start having um thoughts about let's have it looked at a little closer okay so if somebody these are all great answers and I and that's why I trust you so much um, not only with my own projects but refer customers to you if somebody wanted to get in touch with you what's the and 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 you know do you do home renovations as well as building custom homes now or are you just building most of my business is the custom home new build Uh, if I have time in my schedule and it's a large remodel. I will. T- I have one going on right now. Okay. Um, but I'm a I'm a boutique builder. I'm, I'm hands on, so I limit how much business I take. But Bruce, you're not. I love that. You're not swinging the hammer anymore. I mean, you're getting up there in age. So you have, but your subs. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I mean, but you're getting. No, you have subs that you really are. are you you're on top of the subs. I mean, you have to be. I'm on the job every day. Yeah. That's why you a, hire a contractor. Yeah. Right, because so he manages all the subs. Yeah. I'm on the job every day. I've got a good. I've got a good set of subcontractors right you vetted them over the years used over the years they're they're highly skilled no you're one of the most meticulous uh contractors that i know so that's that's why i trust you so if somebody wanted to reach out to you what's the best way you want to give out your phone number your you can go to my website okay colehomesfl okay dot com okay so cole c-o-l-e homes fl.com correct okay all right i have a contact form there uh, you can look at some of my latest projects. I limit what projects I post post there, um, but that's a good way to reach out to me and look you're, at some of the things I've done. But your biggest problem now is actually finding the property to build. Property the, is a quality challenge. lots. Proud. Right now, I've got uh, two houses under contract. Um, both will be knocked down, wow. so that I can build the custom home that the buyer wants on that lot. So, if I hired you today, when would I anticipate? Like, is it most of the, 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 the home builders say if it's in permitting already, the buyer can expect to maybe be in the house within four to five months. If it's not in permitting and they're starting from scratch, it's more like seven months. Well, that, that's true for the production builders. They have a machine. They right. own their lot. They've got subcontractors on the job next door down the street they're there every single day and they're day. not making as many changes as, they're not as making, you're gonna make some of them aren't making custom. any changes right so i would anticipate then what seven to i tell everybody months? that if i met you today we signed a contract today the process nowadays is 12 to 14 months depending upon the size of the house you want interesting right. 12 to 14 but he's not months. he's not building a small three hundred fifty thousand no, exactly. dollar house exactly I mean, he's been a million plus well, homes the plans yeah. have to be done well uh, permitting alone is taking what used to I used to be able to get a permit in three weeks. I can't anymore. Right. I'm hearing that. I used to be able to build. I could tell you the day I started, I'd have your house in eight months. I can't anymore. 
So things have changed. My lead times have changed. Like I said, when I when we started, I order my appliances six months in advance. So what is the biggest snag? I know you because we've talked over that over the past. You're in the middle of a house. What's your biggest snag? What always comes up? Because it never goes smoothly, I'm assuming. I mean, what's going to happen possibly if you're building a house? Honestly, I like to think that I don't have that many snags. I pre-plan a lot of things. I work with my homeowner in conjunction with the design of the plan. I walk them through the house during construction. We talk about how do you live in your house, and we modify things to their needs as we go. Uh, I try very hard to do the investigation and get it in the plans up front with the specifications and the blueprints. So is that the biggest problem is, is your actual customer saying, oh, you know what? I really want this done. Can you Making make that change? Changes. I do a lot of changes. I'm building a custom home for the person. So I am very flexible and amenable to what they're, what they want. And, and I feel that's my job. I'm building you a custom home. Right. So we get into construction and I've got a homeowner that says, oh, I didn't think of that. I, that's not what I thought it was going to look like. <laughs> but are they surprised that changes cost money? Um, you know, changes cost money. They yeah. cost me money. Right. They cost everybody money. I'm not one of the builders that I don't get rich on my change orders. It's part of the process that I deal with daily because I'm on physically, I'm on the job every single day. But they it all do it. Yeah. They all do it. They all um, do it. The, fr- um, the friend I had that just did the kitchen renovation, she said every change order, as simple as moving an electrical outlet from one wall to the other, cost them like $180 change order. Now, the electrician's already there, right. but it didn't matter. It was a change order. Well, I'll take that for an example. If that, if that outlet is already placed, he can't just move it. He's got to unstring his wire. He throws that wire away. It's now too short. So he just lost that amount of wire. Okay. He just lost that amount of time that he could be doing something else. Right, right. So it, it cascades on, on the costs. And I think if, if people understand that up front, that reduces mm-hmm. any problems, too, that they understand that. Understanding well, most people can't see in three dimensions. They can't visualize what it's going to look like in real life. Right, right. I'm probably one of those people. Bruce, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, Bruce Cole with Cole Homes. Uh, I really appreciate you being no here. I trust you. You know that. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to... Talking all things real estate with Dora Seiler with Prestige Property Shop. Have a great day.